Jay, you are a man on an island, and I am assaulting your island. They say you want to take the island. Guess what? You have to burn the boats. And I will burn those boats in a fire of regret from the past. Because, Jay Briscoe, I want you to defend that island. Jay Briscoe, I want your absolute best. Because there is honor in beating a man of your caliber in a fight. Jay Briscoe, I want you to defend this island like your life depends on it. Because mine does to take it. EC3, you just mosey on in here, man. You talking about control your narrative? What son? How long has it took for you to figure that out? I can't tell you how many times WWE has called us wanting us to come. WWE offered us deals, max level NXT deals. You know what I told them? I said, man, I could do that landscape. You worry about me controlling my narrative? Come on, man, control yo. How many times you done went up there and tried to become a superstar? that superstar bullshit. I'm good sitting right here fighting whoever we got to fight. I never have gone nowhere and I never will go nowhere. I live on this damn farm. Ain't nobody taking me out of here. So EC3, you wonder if honor's real? You want to know why I don't shake your hand? I'm gonna put it to you like this. You don't deserve to shake my hand. This hand right here, Mr. Haru Masawa, Samoa Joe, Kinsuke Sasaki, I've locked eyes with Brian Danielson. Shook his hand. I've locked eyes with Tyler Black. All the people I've shook hands with all around the world, man. And you want mosey all in and talk about, hey, Jay, shake my hand. Hell no, I ain't shaking your hand. You don't deserve my damn handshake. And especially because you can't look me in the eye. I mean, least you could do is look me in the eye, then maybe I might consider shaking your hand. But you can't even look me in the eye, man. If you give me a damn fight and look me in my eyes, then I'll shake your hand. But only after I whoop your ass. Prove to me honor is real, for I will extend my hand, and the choice will be yours. Jay Briscoe, Ring of Honor, you have been warned. I know I opened up with the with the EC3 and Jay Briscoe uh, promo, but um, before I get into it, just you know, yesterday because again I didn't get to uh, it's hot. This how I'll do a podcast while this was going down, and I didn't really get to see all the details. But in my own personal thoughts, I was. Uh, you know, going through, you know, um, what the angles are going to be in this Boulder, Colorado, right? Because yesterday, because last, because again, I, 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 not that, because again, they make it seem like false flag means that it didn't happen, or, you know what I mean? Or, you know, we, they, they, they like to talk about white supremacy, which, you know, is a valid argument, obviously. But they never want to talk about, like, the nuanced ways in, the, in which it exists. And especially with these shootings to pass off agendas, media is going to make more money off of whatever coverage, whatever angle, whatever limited angle they'll do. The liberal media will kind of condemn white supremacy in, in, in the most pretentious, cartoonish ways where it's so vague it gives the right-wing grifters 
opportunity to kind of point out, oh, look, they're not covering, look, this black guy shooting shooting a kid and saying Black Lives Matter, and even though the, the guy went to jail. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tragic story, but it's like they use that when other media outlets on the Internet, which a lot of millions of people go to these sites anyways, and they act like what the, like the, the news that they're having is a secret news that the mainstream media isn't covering. This is why I hate the representation of, of what what the they, they want to tie the they want to tie the aesthetics, of 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 like yesteryear, to make it look like it's the same as now when it's completely changed and it's just presented, like the same type of way, and they basically you know what I mean like in the nineties you would have made a good fucking point when mainstream media wasn't covering shit you know what I mean like. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean? Like, even though, like, it could have been planted seeds of astroturf all over the fucking place, it doesn't really fucking matter, right? But, uh, but like, so, yes, I was waiting for who, you know, again, I, I was waiting for who it was going to be. Was it going to be somebody that was Asian getting revenge? Was it going to be somebody that was another white supremacist that, that the mainstream is going to do, uh, push a narrative on? And then make it seem like, you know what I mean, the cop will defend it. And, of course, they went with the easy rope-a-dope, which was back to ISIS. Go back to the drawing board, you know what I mean? Go with what works. Go with what, what it's right now on social media. It's right-wing, uh, it's right-wing fucking WrestleMania right now with, uh, the narrative. So now they're the ones that are kind of controlling the narrative online about this guy being an ISIS sympathizer um, even pointing out his social media posts about Islamophobia, so now anyone that posts about Islamophobia as a potential terrorist, um, the usual spiel that right wingers are gonna do. Um, a lot of people who kind of troll me will fucking go, oh look, he's not condemning, uh, you know, it's this Islamic terrorism. Everyone knows that I condemn it, but none of these guys ever want to condemn white supremacy. You know what I mean? They love picking on me about condemning shit. And again, I do, I do condemn fucking anything that's religious, you know, again, like, a, a legit religious thing, but with the history of what's going on in the world and how they've orchestrated enemies going on, you know, they, they could have gone different fucking routes. And then, of course, you know, let me go with some of the tweets I fucking put out, because again, I put out, I put out quite a few gems, if you ask me. Um... Let me see, hold on, um, let me see, I don't, nothing worse than just reading your tweets, but it helps me kind of stay grounded, um, you know, it, it just basically, you know, like, like liberals, dipshit neoliberals and dipshit neoconservatives pointing out each other's hypocrisies, thinking that they discovered some, some new narrative, some new innovative narrative when it's like basically the same shit where you're kind of, uh, you're basically just hammering home the same hackish points that you, that you know that those people will do, and then these people will do that. Of course, right? I'm I'm sure I'm sure I'm I can't again. I predicted I predicted Bill Maher downplaying the fucking uh, the white supremacy aspect of it. I, uh, I last week, right? Uh, now I can't wait for. I, but who's going to be the guest this week on Bill Maher's show? Sam Harris. Sam Harris going to be kind of brought back out. They're going to discuss the problematic behaviors about Islam and not have anybody who's a, who's actually a Muslim come on their show. 
So he'll just be a couple of fucking white racist fucking going off about it like he goes off about black issues. You know? Um... I don't know, man. What's it called? Uh, Robbie Martin actually tweeted something. I, I mean, you know, whenever like these happen, because he's always kind of right on the spot with some of these, how they label it. So he's replying to some guy named American Greatness. Law enforcement officials have identified that Ahmad Al Issa as the gunman who went on a rampage at King's, at King Super's grocery store in Boulder, Colorado, on Monday, the fifth anniversary of the terrorist attack in Brussels, Belgium. And then Robbie Martin points out that you know the project from U.S. American Century Association neocon scumbags and American graces who opposes Trump, Paul is trying to push, spike narrative that the Boulder shooting in is an ISIS at ISIS related attack. Site Intel, uh, hold on a second, um, and then, you know, he kind of goes at, uh, Rita Katz, who kind of was doing the same thing, being, uh, goes, uh, Rita Katz goes breaking Boulder, Colorado, shooting a suspect, Ahmed Alyssa, 21, being charged with 10 counts of first-degree murder, mention of his being investigated terror. On social media, Lissa says he was born in Syria and came to U.S. in 2002, studying comp, uh, comp sci, and interested in wrestling and MMA. It's, it's like all these fucking people that they're fucking creating as, like, you know, as as people as people who uh, could be potential terrorists. They're putting them with, like, my interests of liking wrestling, you know, not getting laid, conspiracy theorists, you know what I mean? They're Trying to, like, create more fucking things where eventually you can kind of lump me in there. Even though I have no, you know, I have, I, have, I have no fucking access to weapons. I have no fucking way to hack or anything like that. You know what I mean? I, you always got to fucking put your innocence out there because a lot of my trolls will love to, like, spin me as a terrorist. That's what they, they've been trying to do for the longest time. That's why, like, you know, on Periscope where, like, you know, a lot of white supremacist fucking, you know, it's like a Trump app basically, right? Where, like, they try to fucking almost get, kind of, like, put my name out there to kind of uh, get fucking people on my back purposely to kind of make me more of a target on purpose. So, like, you know what I mean? They do those kind of tactics. And yet, you know what I mean? I can block them on, on Anchor and then they'll keep messaging me or keep, uh, you know, harassing me still even though I don't want them in my life. I don't think, you know what I mean? Even though they invade my fucking privacy. I, I personally think they, they they watch what I write and then they fucking, like... You know, send it to different people to fucking, uh, to like, you know, to go, oh, look, this is what he was writing about, you kind of thing. That's, 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 that's how much inv- invasive they are in my privacy, yet they'll accuse me of being a fucking terrorist supporter or something like that. You know, what they call, like, you know, p- people are like, oh my god, look, look at the shooter, the Muslim, the media is making the story disappear because I read it on Zero Hedge. I read it on Breitbart. And then I saw it on Newsmax, and I saw it on OAN, and whatever the fuck that stupid network's called. The conspiracy subreddit, oh, look, uh, they're going to do another false flag. Don't fall for the mainstream media's trap. The Muslim, the shooter's a Muslim. Uh, look like he's an ISIS supporter. 
She was the nicest supporter, and, and and the mainstream media says it. Even though we we say we don't believe the mainstream media, but we're gonna believe believe the mainstream media too for a confirmation bias, and then accuses the Democrats of being that same. You know. You know. Um, like I, I don't understand how people don't think that you know these things can be. Uh, orchestrated orchestrated in any way like even some of like you know the left pe- the people like you know the young turks and all them they were like i, I bet you like if someone brought up this jank that it's like it's kind of like a psyop he would get like really really serious and kind of wag his finger at you kind of in a way but like if, if you if you could organize flash mobs to do like these dance and things whatever you can orchestrate so many people to do that kind of stuff isn't that like kind of proof that you can kind of organize people to do anything and make it look like a certain thing or is that not convenient yet? Because it, no, no, no. We only organize when it's flash mods for fucking dance routines. Okay, we wouldn't do that to fucking control narratives whatsoever. That's what it fucking feels like. So, like you know, what I mean, like uh, R.I.P. to the people that lost their fucking lives. Sucks. The I I want to know what the motivation, what angles they're gonna go with. I always think that these guys are MK Ultraed. They're radical. They, 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 they always normally these guys always end up having, uh, uh, having some connection with like a fucking Fed or something like that, and then that gets underreported and no one mentions that and everybody just passes their angles. I'm sure like they will come out with a good angle for this one. You know what I mean? The, the, they've been kind. You know what I mean? It, and again, a lot of the people that are fucking gonna blame religion are not gonna blame the U.S. Empire for fucking massacring a bunch of fucking Muslims. Muslims the last 20 years, last 20 or so fucking years, you know what I mean? They won't do that, of course they won't. Which brings me to my point, this is another good fucking thing. Sometimes I gotta just reiterate, maybe for people to fucking gravitate towards it, but Robbie Martin put out another one I retweet. I'm just reading my tweets, right, so I'm just kind of, I saw what I retweeted, but uh, this is a good one, because again, this is something I should remember as well. For the future, when people use us, use us in arguments, go some advice I like to give re- people researching any aspect of nine eleven. A great deal of information contained in the nine eleven commission report was obtained through torture or was just straight up made up. Be careful using it as a valid source to confirm a- other data points. It's actually alarming to read anything related back to nine eleven commission report. It doesn't make a point to mention that it was rigged by neocon Philip Zilako on the Bush administration orders. You know, I don't know why I read that, but I just, I saw it. I'm like, hey, you know what? I might as well just put that nugget of information out there and give credit. Just so I can test my giving credit fucking, you know, my my giving credit nature. You know what I mean? Just so I won't read something and then just kind of pretend it's my thought. You know what I mean? But yeah, I guess, you know, we'll see where the angles are going to go. We're going to see how everybody is going to, you know, be defensive about it. And then the people who are going to be, like, defensive of, uh, like, of making it, like, the people that are going to be kind of progressive in a way, they're going to basically, th- their job basically is going to be to make sure it was, like, they, they don't state that it was uh, r- radical Islam that did this. This was, like, some other mental health issue or something like that. So it seems like they're not going with that religious angle, but they're still kind of putting with that thought that, you know, these, th- these extremist group exist. But they won't tell you how it exists, like where, where you know, who's funding them in the U.S. and all that. You know, the Saudi Arabia and all these fucking places. 
Isn't that usually the drill? I don't know, right? Because I'm just a fucking conspiracy theorist who doesn't know anything you shouldn't listen to, right? But I should listen to, you know, the people you should listen to, though, are the, you know, the people that, you know, cheerlead in, uh, you know, the Iraq war. And uh, you should cheerlead, uh, you know, fucking Project Veritas people who suddenly didn't say shit about Trump's fucking, you know, detention center. But now suddenly, you know, they're, you know, they're, you know, credible because they're pointing out Biden's thing. And then. I see it in the main, in the news as well. They're bringing up Biden's uh, migration center. Just seems like and again, this is this is too much. It's too much out of my depth. But from what I can tell, it seems like just just another case of people pointing the fingers that oh, you didn't say anything when Trump was doing it. Oh, now you're okay, only okay with Biden doing it. People justifying Biden's version of it. People pointing out both fucking versions suck. Like, you know what I mean? It just seems like more... It, the basic just I get is that people are being oppressed and they're being fucked with. And uh, the U.S. is um, the U.S. is systemic fucking oppression and their empire type of fucking bullshit that they have their dick swinging out all the time is what's running shit. And uh, if you question any narratives, you're an asshole, you're a piece of shit, you should be put to the ground or whatever like that. That's, that's what it basically is. And the people who have platforms, you know, will condemn shit once in a while, but then they... They will still kind of, you know, carry on with not giving a shit about, you know, some of the stuff that the Democrats fucking do or, you know, just like the people, you know, I don't even know if Project Veritas was like, like, I don't know if I even know, like, if they're valid or anything in any way, but it's like, what did they really uncover if like the mainstream was already kind of covering, like they're making it seem like they uncover something, whatever. All I know is that Sami Zayn was kind of shitting on Kamala Harris because she was there at the migration center being interviewed and she was kind of like like laughing nervous nervous nervously whatever and so i guess like she does it on purpose because she's supposed to be a fucking heel and we're all supposed to hate her and then her defenders will uh attack anybody that hates her as hating black and east asian women um something you know east asian women and all that so we don't fucking really know right that's why I, I get from the whole Biden thing. It gets too complicated for me to fucking even understand. Um, you know. Um, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um, yeah, you know. Um. I'm just trying to put out, you know, the topics that I just covered just so I can get them out of the way. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I should just be more professional, but I mean, well, well, who's listening to this? Who really cares what I have to say? Just more people just hate listening to this. And, you know... Because I, I, I notice even, like, um, with, uh, you know, the anti-cancel culture thing. Like, I get it. Like, there's, like, there's this girl, like, I guess she was a part of the wrestling. Her name is Rachel Hunter. I, she was, like, I don't know what what, what the all the content of her work. I remember she was a PR Nitro as, like, kind of like an extra. So she seemed like she's on that wrestling Illuminati thing. She's, like, going on a crusade about anti-cancel like, anti culture. Cause we all we've all tweeted something or done said something in the past that whatever, 
And yeah, listen, I, I get that. Like, there's genuinely people that have ch could change and could, like, evolve from what they've done, right? But I seem that I see it seems like a lot of the stuff that they don't fucking cover. It's like whenever people are are gonna get in trouble for something that may be major that they did on some level, they always have to do the vague fucking uh, cancel culture argument to kind of get ahead. Like there's somebody on social media, right? That okay, again, I don't know if that's her Illuminati initiation, but she kind of was like a little bit covering up for fucking some sexual assault within the wrestling community from that Meredith chick from the church thing. Right, and again, the people that are calling her out for it, uh, about like kind of making it seem like somebody, uh, somebody like like, like 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 they're plotting on her, and that could possibly be true. But like, if it, that's not true, then you're like you purposely kind of try to like mislead the public into fucking buying into some bullshit that you could have just made up. And then I just noticed like since like that's like kind of on the table now, all of a sudden a lot of people are like anti cancel culture or something like that. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It's like they do shit. But then, like, you know, and, and, and then the people who fucking spew... Because, like, you know, I, I see a clip that's going viral online by someone... Again, this, this guy that I follow... Uh, I forget what his name is. I think his name is Contra or something like that. I don't know what his name is. But he's, like, a wrestling guy. So, you know, he's a wrestling account, like, following to get the thoughts of some wrestling accounts... You know, he's he seems like a WWE shill, kind of, in a way. He's like, he got mad at me yesterday because, as I said, he named people that are going to go to Hollywood for wrestling. I agree with some of the names that could go to Hollywood if they needed to. But he put Kyle O'Reilly on the fucking list. And I'm like, dude can't even cut a fucking good promo yet. Like, he can't even, like, he can't even convey that he's upset that his friend fucking turned on him. You know what I mean? And maybe he'll get better. Maybe he will kind of get better, whatever, right? Maybe he will get better and... I'm, I'm wrong right now. Maybe he didn't get his compound V yet. You know, maybe he doesn't get his limitless pill yet. Maybe he didn't can't afford an Illuminati clone that can do the work for him. You know what I mean? But right now, you know what I mean. And then he put a meme of like, um, like uh, a person to the side that's supposed to be me gets isolated, and him with a group of people, and someone with him with a group of people saying okay, and then the next one is just like them going back to the thing, and I'm just sitting there, but like. Why would I want to hang out with a group of people anyway that would have a shitty opinion about O'Reilly being able to be a Hollywood star? You know what I mean? Doesn't sound like the people I would want to fucking hang out with anyways. But, you know. But, yeah, I think uh, there was a clip from The Shy. Which, again, I, again, I forget. Again, after I watch something, I kind of forget. But it's kind of like they're dragging Lena Waithe for... And I guess because she's like a fucking, she, she's a neoliberal, she's like an, on the neoliberal type of side. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, she makes stories, you're like, oh, they're compelling. But then you find out that other black people online don't really like her kind of storytelling and how she portrays some characters and all that. And they're like, I remember this scene from The Shy. It was like one of like the bad guys, one of like the guys who's like, uh, He's like a brother of a of, of a gang of, of one of the gangsters that got killed in the previous season, and he's kind of coming there to kind of you know get his brother out of the out of the like out of the place where he lives with another with, with another like like you know a more like mafia like a, a more secret society mafia ex gangster like you know into politics and all that kind of stuff, 
And so, like, you know what I mean? So, like, it's not that he's, like, a total bad guy or anything like that, but he's dating a trans woman in, in the... In the in, in, uh, that's his story arc, right? And then in one of the scenes, I guess, like, to show that there's kind of trouble with with, with his relationship. I, I totally forget that... Uh, there's, more to the, there's more to the context than what the... What the... What, what the... What the... Uh, uh, what the... Um, uh, clip is showing but basically he's he's in the like in, in the gay in in the in the lgbtq like like uh like bar basically you know what i mean he's in the bar and there's a gay there's a gay black dude that kind of approaches him kind of mad that he's in there kind of like you, you i think it was a senior way that they've had past altercations before or something like that where he kind of like hates the people that she hangs out with in this club or whatever but then like he kind of like grabs them kind of like insinuating that like like deep down you fucking like are, are the first type of guy like you're the type of guy that would like bend over grab your ankles while asking for more or something like that and then like a fight almost bro- a fight breaks out and then the trans the trans girlfriend comes in and she kind of chastises his friend, which I did, which which did come. I forget what what happened exactly, but that did come up later on of of that scene. But it basically, she kind of apologizes to the guy that was being the aggressor, and it's like you're you're like basically apologizing for your um f- you're apologizing for um uh you know uh, you're apologizing on behalf of your boyfriend because he got sexually harassed by. Um, a gay dude in the club, whatever. So, you know what I mean. Like, and you feel, and again, when these things go viral, it's always like meant to like start a fuck. You know, I I just feel like sometimes it it becomes a, uh, it, it becomes fodder for like you know uh, people to then like just acute like you know what I mean. Because whenever like these things like whenever like an anti like gay thing like oh, seems like an anti gay thing when you're just critiquing a clip, then people will chastise it and kind of tell, oh look. All black men are homophobic and transphobic, blah, 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 to get their numbers up so they can trash, you know what I mean? And then it feels like, uh, then on, on, and then the, the other side of the coin will then, you know, kind of do that, do that. But even like, you know, it's like it's just everybody in general, like if you follow this whole Jesse single and Dave, Dan Savage thing too, like, like there is like, like his intellectual way to like kind of trash trans trans people and again i'm always for you know calling out the agendas on the neoliberal and neoconservative front because like there are like public figures that kind of use it even if their intention is good they have to sports entertain it or they they kind of fumble it on purpose so you discredit it whether you're like you know muslim whether you're a black person whether um, I mean, there are Muslim black people. But I'm just saying, like you know, like like you know, okay, whether you're Arab or you know, Asian, brown, Mexican, you know, black, whatever. They have all these groups fighting, and you know, and then they can whatever day it is, they can kind of spin off the transphobia or homophobia, whatever community. Like right now, it'll be black people. The next one will be you know the Muslim community. Then it will be Mexicans, and then you know, then we'll avoid. Someone like Dan Savage, who's a gay dude, who who is basically, who, ever since he's been writing a fucking sex sex column shit, I've heard his name. Like I I know he comes across like a fucking like it, it would have been like ten years ago. I would have fucking probably like oh god, this guy's not a bad guy. He just wrote a couple. Cause again, it wouldn't intellectualize your racism. Racism wouldn't be as offensive to me because I wouldn't understand how that's more dangerous than like a cartoonish fucking villain conservative saying fucking you know a bunch of you know, racist slurs and all that kind of shit, right? So he's like a history, he has a history of propping out like, 
like you know conservative you know conservative fucking talking points while pretending to be a fucking liberal um neocon psychopath fucking shit um you know what i mean um let me see what again i think i think i think uh, uh i retweeted some of the stuff that um that uh what does uh, Robbie Martin put about cuz Robbie Mar- Robbie Martin knows um uh, n- n- knows a lot about these guys. Cause I, I gotta get him prospect. He always memorizes some of these guys. Sometimes it's like it's good to know because then like I I can follow who's like the who's who's been in some kind of think tank and all that. Even though I can't remember each think tank and all that, cause you know some of the way these leftists write is like way too it's like way too like you know intelligent for me. Like even if like they think they're probably writing down in layman's terms, basically it's still like way more intelligent than what I can fucking expect, right? But I I do appreciate it because sometimes. It does make me think, but it gets me fucking confused when I can't recognize all the fucking names. But um, basically, like like Dan Savage was basically um, he wrote an, basically he wrote an article on Quillette, which is the right which is, which is where Andy Nigel writes also, right? And that's like a really right far right wing fucking white supremacist fucking publication, even though they'll deny that type of shit. He did that to defend this guy named Jesse. I think uh, Jesse Single. Uh, S I N G A L, you know, and he he basically uh, was defending it on Quillette, and Jesse Single has like a history, you know, of uh, you know harassing trans people online and even bullied people offline and all that type of stuff. I don't know what 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 the exact controversy of what he said, but he's someone that kind of like bullies. I don't know. But basically, here's a little bit of history of what Dan Savage, uh, courtesy of Fluorescent Gray, Robbie Martin. From Media Roots, go listen to Media Roots. I don't even know if he's listening, if he's listening, you know what I mean? I, you know, I hope you enjoyed the plug. For my five people that listen to this, Dan Savage doing an Irvin Crystal mug by reality moment over the kids being too woke should surprise because Dan Savage has always been a sociopathic, ethic, um, unethical, neocon piece of shit. So he, he puts, like, say yes to the war in Iraq from, uh, which article? This is from The the, the, the Stranger. When was, when was this written? Oh... So basically, yeah, Ryan Martin basically posts part of the article where basically kind of like, you know, like kind of in a pretentious way denounces, uh, in a pretentious way that denounces like any left argument that doesn't support the war. You know what I mean? Because, you know what I mean? So he goes like, for example, like, but like he's criticized, but wait, taking out Saddam means dropping bombs and dropping bombs only creates more terrorists. And then he puts, that's a lefty argument du jour, and a lot of squish brains are falling for it, but it's not an argument that historically record supports. The United States dropped a hell of a lot of bombs in Serbia, Panama, Grenada, Vietnam, Germany, Japan, and Italy. If dropping bombs creates terrorists, where are all the German terrorists, or the Italian terrorists, or the Vietnamese terrorists? You know, you know what's funny? If if I read this, like, back in, like, 10 years ago, or, like, 15 years ago, I probably I probably would have fucking probably been so dumb and thought, oh my god, this is really intelligent shit. This is really intelligent shit. So yeah, so he basically he kind of uh, put you know basically you know, he kind of 
puts a little bit of fantasy of like of what the lefty argument would be like. But wait, Iraq is in is in cahoots with Al Qaeda, so why attack Iraq in the war of terrorism? And he goes because we're not just at war with Al Qaeda, stupid. We're at war with large and growing Islamo fascist mo- uh, movement that draws its troops and fronts from all over the Islamic world. So yeah, this guy is a fucking psychopath, you know. And then he puts Dan Savage as a sex columnist, who also probably is the reason why non-monogamous people have always used a qualifier ethical, because a neocon psycho giving out sex advice had bad consequences, like encouraging all his readers to be liars. I think there was another one where somebody said that um, he, he had an article where he blamed, uh, he, bl- he blamed homophobia on black people as well. So he's one of those fucking assholes. You know what I mean? He can do that racist shit, like, you know what I mean? But then the, the, the upper echelon of the LGBTQ community are not going to, you know, hold him, you know what I mean? Hold him, like, you know, responsible or accountable for anything that he says, right? But we got to, you know, go after the jokes. You know what I mean? It's like intellectualized shit like that, you know what I mean? And, and it's always guys like that that are the most, like, like homophobic towards their own people. Like, you know what I mean? He apparently, notoriously, he's kind of like shit on lesbians and bisexual people and, you know, trans people himself and all that, so I don't really, but basically he's defending Jesse Single, I don't, I, I, only, Jesse Single is like this, that Vouch guy, the only reason why I know of, like, I follow Vouch, because, again, he became, like, a character online, so I'm kind of interested in seeing where he is, a lot of leftists that I like don't really like Vouch, sometimes he seems like a reasonable guy, but sometimes he's kind of one of those guys that seems progressive, but then he also kind of, has, like, a fucking large fan base that kind of are, like, shit, shit, shit lord, edge, uh, sorry, shits disturbers, edge lord, shock jock type of fucking bullshit, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. Let me see what the controversy with the specific controversy with Jesse Single is. It seems like a lot of these Substack writers or something like that always end up becoming, like, you know, uh, characters. Like, 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 he, basically, I think the, the whole thing is, like, he has this, like, like, a lot of people online, like, a lot, like, a lot, like, a lot of people online, man, have, like, this anti-trans and anti, anti-gay stance on, in a most sensationalist way, and it's, like, it's, like, okay, like, listen, I'm always about calling out agendas on some level, right, people, again, even, like, some progressives won't even want to kind of, you know, go that route even, because then it makes it seem like you're fucking, you know, putting the whole thing down, right? No one wants to risk that. But, like, I always feel like still, like, people, like, just use your, just, you know, basic fucking hate for anyone. Like, you can't, like, you know what I mean? Like, even though, like, you won't have a conversation about about the science, um, because, oh, look, so, oh, the, the only time that the conservatives support science is when it's about trans people, but they won't support science in other fucking ways. I mean, they also support science, um, their uh, pseudoscience, when it's about, like, IQs and, you know, stats, uh, crime stats that they love, and trans, and, you know, and trans issue and all that type of shit, right? But, like, you just, it just, just kind of, like, 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 like so some of these people, some, some of these guys have to be overcompensating for, for something. Like, it's like, feels like, 
wait, like, like I get, like, you know, I got, like, I have one of these guys that think that whenever, like, you know, people go, hey, this is what real men, like, like, not in, like, in a, in a contentious way or whatever and all that, like, this is some real man shit kind of shit, like, you know how Nipsey Hussle was, like, kind of doing that because, like, in, 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 in those, in, like, the upper echelon, they kind of, they, they, they want to, like, always kind of feminize you a little bit, I always feel like there's some kind of kink there between some people who run shit there, right? But then on the general side, people were like, oh my god, this is toxic masculinity, and blah, blah, blah. And I always think that's kind of bullshit, too, because it's not like they're like trying to project any hate onto anybody, whatever, and all that. But then there are people that will fucking just flat-out fucking think because, like, you know, they boast about, you know, how, how much they get laid. And then they kind of, you know, obsess over other people not getting laid when they're getting laid. And it's like, why would you care if you're getting laid? Why would you be online all the fucking time if you're getting laid? And all that kind of shit, you know? And and then, you know, and then, and then like, you know, people overshare their fucking sexual horniness in a heterosexual way. But whenever, like, there's anything remotely trans or fucking gay, it's like, oh my god, stop shoving it in our face. Like, like, like you're not shoving, like, your heterosexuality in people's faces. And now, because I'm saying that, then I'm discredited because, you know, I'm kind of defending that, uh, defending, you know, LGBTQ in, in a general sense, while still kind of, you know, calling out, you know, the upper echelon in all these fucking spaces. You know what I mean? I can't wait for the token Muslims that are going to be on Bill Maher's show. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Bill Maher, I, mean, I, I made a prediction that Bill Maher is definitely going to fucking go on a... Uh, you know, an anti, and he's gonna he's gonna twist it into, oh my God, they want to cancel me because I'm I'm spitting the facts about about Islam, and I'll have uh, um uh, what's that guy Farid, that guy Farid, no, no, I don't know what the fucking stupid name is, but he's always there to fucking give Bill Maher like you know, like Bill Maher will always find like his f- favorite minority to fucking uh, to you know from different groups to you know basically support what he's gonna fucking say. Personally, I don't think he's ever gotten over getting backlash for saying the N word in a joke. And that's probably that's probably going to be his origin villain story when it 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 all comes down to to like the to the last hour. You know what I mean? I didn't mean to go on a on a rant with all these. uh, uh, I didn't mean to go to a rant with all these uh, things. Um, you know, I I didn't I didn't mean to go on a rant with all these things, whatever, because I wanted to cover the wrestling shit first, but I might as well just kind of, you know, just get things out there, because you know, like, listen, man, <coughs> I know a lot of people on social media hate that I kind of like, you know, get mad and shit like that over some of these hypocritical things that, you know, maybe in the end of the day doesn't really mean anything because wrestling, it's all wrestling in a sense. But people really do love to, like, question, like, you know, any trauma that, that like, you know, that I have or whatever, right? Like, and again, I'm not saying that I've been through the most because, again, there's a lot of people who've, like, you know, I've been more empathetic to people who have been fucked over by the system when I used to always kind of praise the system. And again, I always state, like, I'm not one of these guys that thinks that I was not at fault. Because again, they like to, like, a lot, whenever anyone has a gripe against the system, they always have, like, their fucking shills, even if, like, the shills are, like, 
people online that kind of keep it real on online, like who pretend to kind of keep it real, to kind of like denounce any type of outside force from going on to keep you away from what you're doing. And I'm not saying that, that, that when I put that out, I'm not saying, oh, you should be a victim of that. Just know that what when you what games you gotta play when you make your fucking deal in there, right? And you, you people, and again, like right now, it's like it's not convenient to know to officially know what I've been through. You know what I mean? Because I always have trolls kind of denounce, like you know, kind of at the behest of people to like kind of downplay my trauma and downplay what they've done to me. Downplay them trying to get me to kill myself. Downplaying them kind of hinting that they've been in my house invading my stuff. You know, sometimes there's things in my house that go missing. Sometimes, like, my fucking, uh, you know, it's just like different different days they do different stuff. Sometimes some, some of my, my medication's gone some days, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like they're trying to make me go crazy because I feel like I'm part of some type of program, personally. No one's ever going to admit that, and I feel like the elite have done that to me. It's some psychological warfare that can kind of create chaos in your life. And no one's, again, and it said that's why I always hate when uh, these uh, institution things happen. Because they make it look like, oh my god, this person is just complaining about their millionaire boss or something like that. But it's like, like even like people who are independent or like who are, left, who are lefty. Like some people are lefty will kind of go with the sports entertainment kind of thing. Like the Ray Fisher thing, right? Like, like for example, you might think, oh, how can a grown man be... You know, uh, you know, abused and bullied or whatever and all that. But if you don't know how the system fucking runs and how these psychopaths run it, then like, who the fuck? Then, 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 like, how the fuck do you know what was going, th- what he went through? Like right now, there's a controversy right now. But that, uh, and again, this is like an obvious bait where like I forget who it was, but Leslie Lee was commenting on it, where somebody was talking about the uh, what kind of voices get heard for the Snyder Cut. They're talking about the harassment that occurred online because of this movie and all that. And not once in the article did they mention um, um, uh, uh, um, uh, Ray Fisher in, in any of it. And it's like a pur- purposeful thing that they do. So, you know, people, and, and, and again, right now, it's not, conv- again, I, I don't expect anyone to give a shit about, you know what I mean? I know there's people that think, oh, look, handsy things like a narcissist and all that kind of stuff. Okay, cool, I am, but I'm only dealing with other narcissists in the system that run shit. So, yeah, I do have an inflated fucking ego about shit. And if, if, if I'm not about shit, then they should just kill me off. I shouldn't be on this fucking planet. But 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 don't but don't ever t- tell me that what like what like what I've been through like don't dismiss it because I haven't been through what everyone else has been through because because like you had more activity and you moved around way more than I did okay fine cool you you got it I again I I I don't think that I'll ever be vindicated and that's fine but I do care about other people who do get fucking harassed even even when it's not marketable for people to fucking care. Because it's not marketable right now for people to care about whatever I've been through. So they have to downplay it. They have to make it seem like it's all in my fucking head. And and, and, and again, I, I expect that from neoliberals and neoconservatives. But when it comes from people who are like independent, who, you know, pretend like, you know, they'll, they'll put truth out there kind of in a way. But then like they won't really disclose everything about how everybody is a fucking character, essentially. We're all fucking sports entertainers. But, you know, I, I, I always get people questioning, like, you know, what, what I've been through because, you know, I ain't shit really, right? I know, I, I get it, I get it. A lot of people love putting me in that position so no one takes me seriously, I understand. 
This is why I'm not fucking close with a lot of fucking people, and I guess that's another sign of being a narcissist and being an asshole, right? Not that the system recruits assholes to fucking fuck with other people. It has to be the ones that have a gripe that you kind of put down. And that's why no one has my back. That's fine. I, I get it. I, no one's going to uplift me. No one's going to have my back. I, I, don't, I don't expect that. Just like, just if, if I do get vindication, which I won't, just don't fucking come and pretend like you're, you're, you're with me. Because a lot of you weren't with me. A lot of you don't care about what happens to me. You're waiting till after I die or something horrible to happen for, for then for everyone to just chime in. And because I call people out on that, they get even more defensive. So now they're even more reluctant. Instead of just looking at yourself and going, yeah, maybe I'm also part of the fucking problem. Because everything is fucking pro wrestling. People love putting down other people, you know. Just that fucking bullshit, you know. And I've had fucking people for like, like the last two years, like, you know, being on Periscope, knowing that I, I haven't written any thoughts because they monitor everything I do. They really have tried to like, you know, do that. And then they kind of reduce what they reduce what they've done. They they reduce it because they don't want it. And now that when I, and when I take it seriously, when I take it seriously, then it's like, oh, no, I'm just busting your balls, man. I. What are you talking about? But, like, you, for years, you've been hinting. You've been spreading rumors that I hit my mom. You've been doing that type of shit to break me fucking down. And then and then, and then, people who kind of, like, 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 like the Jimmy Dore kind of crowd will fucking, like, if I dare complain about that, then, like, the, like, 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 some of those guys from that fucking crew. Like, like I'm talking about, like, the, like, like, you know, like, like, the, 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 the white progressive types, whatever. We'll just go, oh, my God, this guy's getting mad because people are being mean to him online. What a pussy. Even though, like, there's more to what happens with online harassment and how it's organized, but no one wants to have that talk because the system is responsible for it, and yet then they put out documentaries because they pretend to care, and they don't really care. They want to push more people to suicide. They get off on that, so then everybody can pretend like, oh, my God, somebody committed suicide. You know, we need to reflect how we, uh, you know, talk to each other and all that, and then all of a sudden they'll go back to, like, these fucking pretentious wrestling fucking fandom wars that are going on. That's what ends up fucking happening all the fucking time. You know. Um. I haven't watched the QAnon doc yet. I haven't watched the QAnon doc but it seems like one of those cases where it's going to be like one of those things where they do it in a limited fashion. And they just seen from the tweets that I'm seeing that more people are kind of guessing. Like, it's one of those things that people are guessing. Like, it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a murder mystery kind of in a way where you're guessing who really, who's behind it. Is it Ron Watkins or is it Donald Trump? Because, oh my God, there's a crazy thing that Donald Trump has been... Uh, kind of uh, saying direct things to uh, QAnon with some of the phrases and all that over some of the, you know what I mean? So they're basically, it's like, it's like a gimmicked way to kind of tie Trump to it where people are not really going to believe it, but then by the time it's too late, something bad will happen. 
And that's why, like, Trump is coming out with his own social... He's returning to social media, but it's like, is he going to return into a new one? Is he going to take over something? It feels like, because of some... I feel like there's some danger coming up in the world or something like that. Like, there's going to be more events to kind of drive things even more crazier while we fucking lose our minds and all that kind of shit. You know? You know, it just, you know, it, it just, again, I wonder what, 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 where he's going to, I mean, it, it, it'd be kind of funny if he was like the one that took over Periscope or something like that, because it's closing on March 31st. It's like seven, it's like in a week, uh, Periscope's going to close down. I wonder if anything's going to happen. I, I suspect that they'll, uh, the trolls will try to kind of lure me into the one last bit of drama so that, you know, the people can kind of expose who they are and kind of, uh, you know, try to fuck with me more and stuff like that to drive me even fucking crazier. Because that's what they love doing. You know what I mean? Because they, they, they know that, like, even when they're silent, they, ha- they have me in a state of panic because I'm always going to be wondering when they're going to make their move against me and all that. And there's, and there's enough, uh, you know, enough posts, enough blogs, enough podcasts that I've spoke about this, there's enough, you know, people are aware of what's going on, and just, I think a lot of people don't, I'm not the most, again, with some of the rants that I go on, I don't think I'm the most, uh, you know, desired person, basically, and by me stating that, it's like, then I'm a narcissist for stating that, kind of, in a way, right, because I want people to focus on my thing, but yeah, it's like, no, it's, it's not even about really me, it's more about, yeah, I would love for the for it to be exposed on how, the the trolls move and how they're motivated and what incentive they're given and how this kind of contains to other fucking people. It's not just about me. People just think it's about me because I'm going through it and I have no qualms without putting it out there and kind of having a little bit chip on my shoulder against the system because I, I believe that what they're called, they're the cause of a lot of fucking arguments that are going on right now. Just like look at fucking Charlotte who has COVID right now, right? Charlotte has COVID right now. And uh, it just seems like a lot of WWE shills are dunking on people that thought it was uh, those other rumors. When they probably purposely, because, you know, a lot of this real-life stuff is kind of like a storyline. You know, WWE drags it out. Some of the media people kind of drag it out. They purposely put the fucking cryptic messages, leave it, leaving it fucking vague for us to speculate, knowing that we're all going to speculate, getting some of the the sports entertainment accounts to speculate, and then when everything gets out of control, then the WWE shows don't even care about Charlotte having COVID. They're just more concentrated on people dunking. You force Charlotte to have to say she had COVID, and it's like, then, they, then maybe you go to the Vince McMahon and them, call out Vince McMahon and tell him that, you know, that uh, maybe, you know, they shouldn't fucking try to plant stories online to get fans and fucking, you know, a whole kerfuffle here. Like, no one fucking really gives a shit, really, until, like, it's too late, really. I said I was going to cover the EC3 and fucking Jay Briscoe fucking promo. You know, and uh, no, I I put that promo there because it's a sick promo. Um, I I might even maybe order the twenty the the anniversary show to see what happens. The thing is, like, there's a a Japan show this weekend. There's an ROH show this weekend, and then there's Dynamite tomorrow. And it's like with the no non compete clause, 
are you trying to hint at us that like they'll show up at Dynam will Andrade show up at Dynamite? Will he show up as the new member? Will he kind of swerve and kind of join Will Osprey because it's 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 Will Osprey's group, right? Uh, that they're teasing a new member that's going to team up with Jeff Cobb and the Great Ocon. So then I'm wondering is like you know will he show up there, or will he show up at the anniversary show because right now you know the. Uh, the, the the Los Incarnables uh, faction in uh, ROH is like actually killing it. They have the uh, tag titles. Dragon Kenny King and Dragon Lee have the tag titles. Dragon Lee has the t the TV title, and Roosh has the heavyweight title. And it's like you know it was a good visual when they won their match last on the ROH show. But the whole Jay I like Jay Briscoe's promo about like. How, like, AC3 is the one that went the sports entertainment route and became a superstar while he stayed in ROH doing his thing after being, being like, you know, asked to sign with WWE and not wanting to go there and whatnot and all that. And how the, the, the credible people who he shook hands with and why he doesn't respect EC3. Just thought that was a really, really fucking cool thing. I, I, I wonder where it's going to lead. The only thing with, with Impact and TNA just seems like. And I understand why they're doing it. It's like save. It's better to be safe. I understand completely, but it just feels like, the, like even though the, the, the ROH has been better the last couple of weeks at least, it was kind. It was kind of hard to get used to because it felt like even some of the angles they were shooting, like with the Vinny and uh, Matt Taven, it just sounded kind of like it just sounded like it. It, it didn't sound like too compelling because there's no crowd there really, right? But like the last couple of weeks, the last couple of weeks from what I've seen has been, like, some of their best shows since the pandemic era. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying the matches. Like, the matches are still good. The matches are always kind of good. The pure title thing. Like, I like Jonathan Grisham and, uh, and, uh, um, uh, uh, Jay Lethal's group. You know what I mean? The foundation. It's, it's kind of cool. Like, I mean, maybe if Andrade fucking joins that, he beats Jonathan Grisham for the pure title. Because Jonathan Grisham has the pure title, right? Or maybe you know maybe Bestia Andrade and uh, and Roosh win the fucking six man titles or something like that too. They have they literally have all the titles in ROH, but I think there's a good chance he might show up in ROH more than he'll show up in Dynamite. If he shows up in Dynamite, I'll be really really surprised. But you know, just more fucking you know controversy online and shit like that with everybody about what's gonna happen with that shit. Might as well just get the, uh, the rest of the non-wrestling things out of the fucking way. But, you know, I, I, again, so I don't know what the QAnon documentary is going to be. I don't know what, what platform Trump is going to return at, uh, you know. And then how about, how about the, like, again, they say they're making it way more transparent for people to just fucking, like, lose their fucking minds. Um... Where, like, like for example, the lawyer... Sydney Powell that was trying to spread misinformation. I don't know if she was like doing the if she was doing the law if she was one of the people that was doing the lawsuits against Dominion or whatever, or like or she was like one of the people that was kind of cheering it on and trying to back Trump up or whatever. Uh, hold on a second. Let me let me d double check if saying if Sydney Powell. Uh, hold on a second. Let me see. Um, Sydney Powell. But basically, she's using the, the like 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 my offense like 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 my fucking rule rule, 
where no one takes what I say seriously. But in my case, no one does take what I fucking say seriously. At least they pretend to. I'm not a lawyer. She's a lawyer, and she's saying she's basically admitting that no one would, no one under good faith would take what she said seriously. And you know, I mean, obviously, it's like a way to like you know d dismiss it. But at the same time, like it's like it's like it's like it's like a new way for the it's like it's a new way for Democrats to kind of point out more hypocrisy. Like, oh my God, she said that she can't be trusted, but she's a lawyer. Like, you know what I mean? We think, you know, we, we, we think that, uh, we think that, like, we, 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 we got a big gotcha by pointing out their hypocrisy, even though they, they, they do that on purpose to, like, kind of fool us. Jesus Christ, man, I'm trying to type it. I'm trying to see if she was the one that was suing Dominion. So I, I think they, 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 uh, Dominion was the one that sued her for defamation. But I, th I thought there was like lawsuits that were going on with Gi Giuliani and all that. Uh, I think maybe Giuliani was more, more, uh, you know, behind that shit. You know what I mean? I don't know. But yeah, Trump's lawyer's back. She's become like a character online too now, apparently. You know what I mean? She's become like a major fucking character. That's fucking running amok. I'm sure she, there'll be something fucked up happening and all that. Um, again, I, again, I don't know what's going to happen with NBA Youngboy. Who is now facing gun charges from the FBI. So I wonder, like, does he become, like, a martyr, a hero? Like, does he kind of, like, becomes, like, you know, this all story, a lot of this stuff is, like, kind of, like, a story, they present it in a storyline way. Or, because, again, some, like, DJ academics will be, like, oh, uh, NBA Young, NBA Young Boy is probably going to snitch or something like that. So, like, is this, like, the beginning of, like, like, a new heel turn or whatever, where it's going to be a transparent that he kind of, you know, helped out the feds or something like that. But it always seemed like they put these rappers in these situations, right, and people, people, see, again, this is how, like, you know, this is how, like, they organize, like, black celebrities, especially rappers, to be in this kind of world, right, where, like, you know, you, you don't, you, because you, you kind of refer to, like, other people who are kind of doing that stuff, and people who are kind of getting in it on their own and all that, right, so then you look at rappers, and you go, because they have a similar aesthetic, that there's no way that this could be orchestrated on any level, so they put rappers in that fucking, so cause, you know what I mean? Because more people will, will will see the sensationalism of a rapper. It's kind of like when you need to have a rapper be the poster child for like domestic abuse. It's like it's like a subliminal way of kind of like putting that on. Like you know what I mean? Because people will always use the celebrity shit as like their main argument to represent every situation that ever exists. That's what they kind of do. So who knows if NBA YoungBoy is gonna. You know, to do anything really. You know. Well, let me take that down on NBA. Um, I I don't really know, man. I'm just sorry, trying to. F I, I, I would, one day I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing this where I try to fucking write something down that I gotta remember, memorize later on. Um, 
that you know I can just kind of uh, talk about right here, and then and then you know I can kind of seamlessly kind of go at it. I think the other controversy that was online is who's gonna replace Granddad for Boondocks, and I wonder since like everything that's from the past is kind of being rebooted, and it'll get like a little ovation because people miss it. If it's only being brought back because it's gonna be something problematic about it. Where it's gonna like just be for like online fodder of how they butchered the show because like, people people weren't happy with like the last season that actually existed like you know what I mean I thought I'm a Boondocks fan so I'm like ah whatever but like you know I, it's interesting going back and like now knowing what I know and like listening to like let's say Champagne Sharks because like they break down the whole like two thousands era of why that show is kind of problematic itself like how he even though Huey is the guy who seems smart that's pointing out all the all the all the stuff in his community that you know because it seemed like in the 2000s like that was like always a thing that were like like to like it seemed like in the 90s like there was more like like you know uh like more militant like you know like you know kind of like uplifting and kind of being kind of confident with like you know b- like being black obviously and then you know what i mean because you don't have the full context of why this would be happening in the sense that like oh like like you know it, like you know how people would like kind of go compare like well how come you can't be proud to be white but all these guys can be proud to be black type of deal right because in the 90s we didn't have the fucking nuance to discuss this is, I mean, some people did, obviously, but, like, on the mainstream level, no one had the fucking nuance to fucking discuss, especially when we were teenagers, right? So in the 2000s, I noticed that, like, there was more, and it, not with just black people, just with minorities in general, where you felt you had to fucking kind of, like, self-deprecate so much that you kind of shit on your own community at the behest to make white people laugh. And, you know, people have kind of reviewed that, like, you know, that's kind of, like... When, like, you know, you see boondocks and you see that kind of humor. And even though, like, there's some stuff that's funny and, you know, there's, like, critiques you can make within your own community or whatever, right? But, like, the the way that, like, they basically make it seem like it's all black people's fault totally and not, like, oh, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, so, like, people can argue that Huey might be, like, a neo, would be, like, a neoliberal, basically. He would be, like, a Vox reporter or something like that, you know what I mean, you, you know what I mean, he'd work at the, he'd work at the, like, the, the Atlantic or something with, like, some neoliberal think pieces or something like that, but apparently comedian King Bach is taking over as granddad, and I, I don't know how I feel about that, I don't know much about King Bach, I think I've seen him in a couple of things, but, like, I don't know, I don't think, I don't think you can beat, I don't think you can replace granddad, man, you can't replace the legendary John Witherspoon, man, you can't replace him, I think even, like, his son, was kind of going off about that and like how like you know uh I don't know the total detail but I saw I saw him like I follow him on Twitter so he was going on a a rant about how it's disrespectful I think there's like I think maybe this is going to lead to like some ex- exposition of, of of HBO or something like or 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 whoever like ran this program but JD Witherspoon was not fucking happy whatsoever about what's going on really I don't know but yeah, I I I I listen. I agree. Like I don't think you know you can really replace Granddad, man. Yeah, I I don't know. I remember I spoke to uh, Uncle Ruckus and Tom, the characters, on All Out Show, um, back 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 a while ago. Uh, you know what I mean? And it was it was kind of it was kind of it was kind of hilarious because they're talking about in character. Those are the voices of them, and Tom was like, "Oh my God, I know about Hansy. It's, it's 
are, are you okay, Hans? Like, you know what I mean? It's just kind of surreal to hear that. You know, it's just really funny, man. Yeah, so basically, you know, the boondocks thing is like, uh, I don't know, man. It's just interesting. I don't know if I should watch it. Because, I mean, there's also people online that said that you shouldn't be watching it if you're not black. But it's like, it's like okay, listen, I, listen, I, I understand you got to be protective of, like, like, you know, because, again, there's people who probably watched that show in the, in the mid-2000s who are, like, not black. And they probably, you know what I mean? Like, you know, because you know, there's, like, a whole contingent of white people that would kind of be, like, you know, using that ironically, kind of. And, you know what I mean? People have to be checked, kind of. So I, I do agree that, like, some people should be checked, especially, you know. The thing is, like, when you bring something from, like, you know, a minority, like, from, like, you know, a group of, you know, from people who are disenfranchised and you have, like... You know, main street like main like you know you have like a platform or you have a TV show or something like that, and you're kind of doing self-deprecating humor and all of that. Like you know, it's like the same thing with Chappelle felt like. Are these people laughing with me or are they laughing at me? I can understand that completely. I never used to see that before, but now I understand completely why. Like people who are like kind of in that frame, you know, especially with social media and how things are going to be problematic and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? So. We'll see where it goes, um, you know. By the way, I, I was hoping I, I was hoping at least one thing would catch traction online that I did, but nothing. Once in a while, it's random when it does. But I thought com uh, commemorating the twenty uh, fourth anniversary because today, March twenty third, nineteen ninety seven, was uh, the anniversary of a fuck one of the greatest fucking matches, one of the greatest feuds. To ever fucking exist in a pro wrestling, I'll go that. Bull. Some people say it's a good WWE feud. I know. I, I maybe I didn't see all of Mid South. I didn't see like you know a lot of early WCW stuff, whatever, and all that. But from my from my perspective, it's one of like the greater wrestling feuds that is like a template on on a, on a double turn and how it worked out so well and the the the, the payoff of it, you know, resulted in. Steve Austin becoming one of the biggest superstars, one of the biggest money makers in the fucking industry. And, you know, Bret Hart did a good job making him, you know, being that, you know, so that, that baby face throughout the early 90s, always wanting to be a positive role model, and then not liking where society was going and how society was cheering on someone like Steve Austin, who was like swearing and kind of has no respect for other people and all that kind of shit, and then, you know, it basically, you know, it, they, 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 the way they teased it, like, you know what I mean, like him getting screwed, like those like, legit qualms Burhardt had about getting screwed over out of the title, out of the Royal Rumble, and, you know, Steve Austin cheating, and, and basically him coming across like a whiner to a lot of the U.S. fans, you know what I mean, and then the next night after the fucking, you know, it all accumulated into that match, and then, you know, it, uh, you know, and it wasn't, it was, it should have been, honestly, man, it should have been for a fucking title. It should have been for the title. That's, like, one of the biggest mistakes that, you know, that, like, Brahar should have been champion kind of walking in and all that. That should have been, like, one of Austin, you know, it should have been for the title. But in retrospect, it worked out really great. You know what I mean? It accumulated there, hitting, like, a, hitting a climax right there. And then they carried it on for the next couple of months towards, you know, the summer where you had the Canada versus U.S. feud, and then they went to the Owen and uh, Austin feud, which kind of, you know, with Austin neck injury, 
really, you know, put him back a little you know, quality wise for the ma for matches. He had to be more entertaining. But 97, 96, 97 are like some of my favorite in ring Austin moments, you know, just as far as being a ring general. Him against Shawn Michaels at King of the Ring 97. Him and Undertaker had a match at Cold Day in Hell in your house, and that was not good, really. But it was more to set up an angle. Um, you know, um, what else did he do? Yeah, he fought. I, I remember that dude. I remember that street fight him and Burhardt had on Raw, where Burhardt was forming the Hart Foundation. Like, dude, I I look back at those time, man, and it was like really I didn't realize what what greatness I was fucking watching at that time. Like, I I remember I enjoy, I loved it. Like I remember at the time I I was like it was like becoming like WWE was becoming a little bit more. Uh, a little bit more attitude era before it became the attitude era, but '97, like you know, just Bret and Austin were like one of my favorite uh, feuds in wrestling, and uh, I can't believe it's been 24 fucking years since since that since that happened. One of the greatest fucking matches ever. I think it'll be I think it'll be a bigger deal when they reach the 25th anniversary of it. But yeah, the, the, I would love to see Bret and Austin. Said, I think they had that in the in the podcast, but I'd love to see like an official documentary where they're sitting down discussing that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Maybe Bret could be on Broken Skull Ranch or something like that where they discuss their feud because that was one of like the best fucking feuds that you know. It was a great fucking feud. Yeah. I still remember Burhardt's heel promo after WrestleMania. And, and by the way, I gotta give a shout out to Ken Shamrock, because Ken Shamrock was also pivotal in that fucking moment as well. Like, after the match, when, like, you know, Austin didn't quit, he just passed out. Uh, you know, Burhardt attacking, you know, Stone Cold's knee. And then he's kind of getting held back by Shamrock, who was the guest referee for the match. And then he basically kind of does a takedown on Burhardt, basically. And Burhardt, like, basically, you know what I mean? And he got a good pop from, from the crowd. And I, I, I was pissed off that I thought, how dare they fucking boo Burhardt? And, like, how dare they cheer Ken Shamrock for, you know, Austin was, like, ruining this guy's life. And he caught, you know, and, you know. Remember that promo before WrestleMania 13 where, you know, Burhardt just shoves Vince McMahon on the floor? Goes bullshit is bullshit is no, no what, what was it? Uh, I forget what the, what it was. Hold on a second. Let me let, let me see that. Let me see that fucking promo again. Let me see. Uh, let me see. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see this one. Put Brett Gart. Oh, I can't. I can't. Oh, but I can't find that one, man. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Yeah, a two-minute clip of it. This is like one of my favorite fucking problems. Hold on. At OLG, you know oh there are many feelings that come with playing. Now, there's a Hold on. Pop is back to local region. And we're back here, ladies and gentlemen, a few more moments here with you. Vince McMahon is going to try to talk to Hyperi. Obviously, uh, uh, just constantly Bret Hart. You've got to be incredibly frustrated. Extremely the frustrated. Frustrated. The damn
long enough for this one, but, but, but one of my favorite parts of this promo is when he basically said, I should be world champion, you know it, to like Sid, and Sid just comes out and goes, I don't know shit, cry baby, I, that, that always makes me fucking laugh, man. <laughs> Hopefully there's more time, there's 12 seconds left. Oh yeah, it did come right. Okay, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know shit, cry baby. That's fucking great, man. Let me tell you about... That's fucking great, man. That's fucking great. Yeah, so it's the 24th anniversary of Burhart versus Austin, man. It's fucking crazy, right? I mean, they did fight in, you know, Survivor Series, but that WrestleMania 13 match was one of the most unreal fucking... The, and, but that, you know, that Mania was fucking garbage, by the way, man. Come on, Rocky, Rocky Maivia versus the Sultan. You know, you, you, you had... You, I mean, the, the Golden versus Triple H match was okay, but that main event, Sid versus uh, Undertaker, might be one of the worst main events in, 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 WrestleMania, in WrestleMania history. Maybe like Sid, like they gave Sid like two main events, and this guy like you know stunk up the fucking joint. Too. I mean, I get it. Everyone loves Sid, but I just like, 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 there's guys that are great promos that don't get credit, and then like Sid gets over. I get it, man. I still think Sid was fucking cool too. You know what I mean? There's part of me, and then part of part of me that has like a little bit of fucking hatred because you know people shit on Ahmed Johnson when like because because again i'm not saying he's the most credible but i'm just saying that people forget that at one point he was a really over act too you know what i mean like i understand what happened after the fact but it's like you know it just always kind of bothered me a little bit um so yeah let me get to raw i'll get into raw quickly i, I don't know i wasn't really feeling it too well there's a couple of things that i did like about it um you know, I, there's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about with it. Uh, again, I, I'm not going to go through all of it, but Lashley versus Sheamus. And again, this is like a good... I mean, I, I knew this was going to be a good fucking match when, you know, the, like the, the, the bell rang because, you know, I saw it the week before. 
it was like, you know, it was like nothing consequential happened from the fucking, at least on the Raw side, for the uh, for, for you know, the pay-per-view. Like, it's kind of, like, forgotten in a way. So, uh, you know, so, 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 like, Lashley and Sheamus had a fucking really good hard-hitting match. Um, the story, of, like, the main story about it is Shelton and Cedric finally kind of reminded you that they're part of a stable with this guy. And I thought it was kind of cool that they're trying to get involved, but then Lashley wasn't like wasn't like like, like, like there's the distractions, and then there's Shelton kind of uh, doing a clothesline towards Sheamus, and then you know, and then uh, uh, Bobby Lashley being kind of pissed off about it after like doing a spine buster eventually, and he did the full no, he did the hurt lock. He then after after the match in the backstage, they when uh, Shelton and Cedric were coming around. Um, Bobby Lashley was pissed off that they got involved in this match. Oh no, I'm also missing the other part that after the match, the Hurt Business beat beat up uh, like Cedric and Shelton were beating up Sheamus until Drew came out, and he basically kind of uh, threw Shelton to the barricade. He he beat up uh, Cedric, and then he basically asked Shelton if he wants more. Shelton backed away, which I thought was kind of odd because you know they're kind of making it seem like you know like there's like. Like 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 like, like Drew and, and Shelton will have like a feud or something. Like it, that's the way it kind of came across. I'm not saying that is what's going to happen, but then yeah, after in the backstage, uh, you know, um, Bobby Lashley was kind of chastising them, and MVP reiterated that you know, uh, oh yeah, yeah but, but, like I, I can't forget what happened in the ring. Then then after Drew fucking beat up those guys, he went to the ring to kind of confront Lashley with the call, just them getting each other's face and kind of like you know, I, you know. Drew wanting to kind of fight right now, and MVP was kind of like holding him back, and MVP was like consecutively like four times, five times, screaming WrestleMania, WrestleMania. It sounded like Run DMC's like WrestleMania five set, uh, you know. But you know, then yeah, backstage, then that's when like they're chastising Cedric and uh, Shelton for tarnishing uh, Lashley's legacy of needing help and all and all that when he doesn't need help and he could do this on his own, whatever. And then you know, sh- and then uh, and then uh, MVP was kind of giving him giving them shit for losing the t- tag titles. And then and, and then eventually and then eventually, what they called Drew was backstage. Pierce was like, you know, uh, kind of like you know, b- basically kind of like. Like kind of playing a heel, like he's kind of like trying to get more matches going or something like that. Like, like not really caring, kind of in a way. But he just seemed like a little bit more heelish than usual in a way. But Drew was like, "Yo, put me in the match with those two, and if I win, um, they can be banned from ringside." And it's like, why don't you just ask them to ban them from the ringside in general? Like, why isn't that a rule in general? But I guess they had to fill out a match um, that happened. Um, what happened was, uh, yeah, then Drew fought them, and they, they they actually gave it a little bit more time. It was like I think it was like thirteen minutes. I thought that it was going to be like an easy squash, just to like kind of like you know hype up Drew while you kind of do that. But they actually gave Shelton and Cedric fucking actual time, and it was actually a pretty fucking good match. You know, I mean, the the the, the main part of this match was like the Shaw uh, Cedric selling the fucking Claymore, which was. Uh, I, I forgot these guys had matches. Like, I was there for one of their matches in Toronto in 2019. I totally forgot. I guess, I guess it's different when it's a, a babyface Drew and a heel Cedric, whatever, right? But when he did the Claymore, basically, you know, uh, Cedric sold it like two Cole Scorpio when he got clotheslined by JBL in 98. Like, you know, I completely just flip over, like flip from the fucking Claymore kind of in a way. 
And so yeah, so you beat, beat them, and then and then see so you, you think that Lashley is kind of going he, going baby face because he's like wanting to win fair. He doesn't want anyone's help. He wants to be a badass and all that. But right, so I feel like they're kind of going that route, kind of in a way. If he loses it or something like that, or 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 whatever ends up happening. But like then later on after this match, he kind of chastises them for not getting the job done, and then he goes to the room full of jobbers with Drew Gulak. With Ricochet, um, you know, and Tazawa, and he basically said that if you guys want a future title shot, you gotta take out Drew McIntyre like before Mania or something like that. So I guess that's gonna kind of give them that fucking thing. I, I mean, I don't know if Ricochet is gonna turn, if they're gonna just turn heel, and just, just an excuse for them. I don't know if anything monumental is gonna happen from this, or is it just more bodies for Drew to just fucking drop and kind of like you know end up. Uh, End up, uh, you know, just uh, just doing whatever, you know, like end up like just just being just jobbers who just kind of got got their ass kicked, kind of in a way, you know. Um, yeah, so that was so so, so that was that part of it, you know. It wasn't like it was a good match, though. I mean, if you want to go out of your way to watch that match, you can go out of your way to watch that match, you know. Um. Then yeah, and then and then of course there was another controversy of the night. You know, Peyton Royce went viral with her wanting another chance, and because like in real life she's kind of a heel because she made, you know, she made microaggressions towards hip hop music, calling it boom boom music and all that. And she also, I guess, she may have done other things, but like everybody on Twitter doesn't like her. They think she's a racist. I don't know if she is, or I don't know if she is. Or is it just like, you know, another way to kind of make it like an online kind of like, you know, online fucking persona or whatever. But people don't feel that she really deserves the chance. People were more for Naomi, which in storyline makes sense for Naomi to get a title shot because she pinned Asuka, right? I think that might be a planted seed for her to have uh, some, you know, some to ha- for her to have actual like gripes about not getting a shot. Like, you know, you can use that in the future. Right when she leaves the tag team, I was for this tag team with Lana to last long. I think you know the more they eat pins, she'll get fed up and kind of become like you know end up doing her thing, whatever and all that. But yeah, so Peyton Royce and, and I, I think this match was that bad. Like I, okay, it wasn't like Oscar's best match, but Peyton Royce is a lot better than Billy Kay in the ring. I think Billy Kay is a better character um, than Peyton Royce. But I thought this match was fine. I thought this match was fine. You know, the typical Oscar, the Oscar lock, whatever, and all that. Um, you know, um, hold on one second. Um, hold on, I'm just kind of going to that. Uh, hold on. Uh, Hold on one second. Um, this is how horrible I am. Okay, my bad. Hold on one second. Just kind of rolling up something here. It went like uh, like eleven minutes. So they, they they did give her like some time. Like you know what I mean. Like it, and it wasn't that. You know what I mean. Like uh, what's it called? Um, you know. It ended with Peyton shooting the like, kind of shoots the leg, and Oscar pulls out and gets an arm bar. 
Peyton rolls into the holes and Oscar with the Oscar lock and Peyton taps. So uh, that would be, you know, that's how and that's how it ended. I mean, it wasn't a bad match. But everyone online, you know, everyone hates her. Everyone loves calling, uh, you know, every wrestler in the industry. And I'm not saying that it's not valid calling them racist, but no one wants to call Vince McMahon racist. You know what I mean? Like no one wants to ever go to that route of of Vince McMahon kind of like you know. You know, be, being kind of an asshole, being a piece of shit. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the, like the, that's how you get pushed by saying some something to piss them off, and that will kind of grant you a push. But it, it's clear that they're kind of making this, like, you know, uh, they're, like, like people think that, like, you know, a lot of the stuff on Raw Talk is shoot, but it's all, always to like kind of get the internet talking. You know what I mean? They they, they were. They want to create that, that Miz and uh, Daniel Bryan moment all the time, I guess, you know? So, of course, like, you know, again, and it was a good promo, you know what I mean? But I guess people don't see Peyton Royce being, like, you know, that person because everybody fucking hates her. I don't know if that's, uh, again, I, I, I don't know, like, if there's going to be more reveal of her being in, being a piece of shit or something like that or... You know what I mean? But everyone, everyone had her. I guess everyone had her back when um, David Meltzer, when Dave Meltzer was talking about like, like you know, he he didn't word it properly, but he was kind of hinting about how the company runs and how they kind of, uh, you know, kind of like try to like change the woman's looks or whatever. And then, of course, they used her to kind of call out Dave, whatever. You know, she 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 chilled for the company in order to deflect from. Uh, from what the company makes makes these women do, and yet she didn't even get pushed for it. You know what I mean? She got her tag team broken up. So I guess I don't know. And then Rhea Ripley, and then Rhea Ripley shows up, basically inserting saying that you know because Char- Char- well Charlotte's at home with COVID. It's weird hearing them say. I mean, they did say when Drew McIntyre had it, but they said that Charlotte's um, at home with COVID. And there's no one here to fucking challenge her, so she wants to like kind of be the one to challenge her. Oscar tells her she's not ready for Oscar, but then she accepts. So I, I have no idea why she. I mean, I guess I guess maybe Oscar, if she's not ready for Oscar, Oscar will accept a challenge. So it maybe maybe her thought process is that it would be easier to beat her. I, I I don't know, but people are people online were mad that Rhea Ripley is being incorporated into the storyline and Naomi isn't. And I think that will play a factor afterwards, you know what I mean? Because if Rhea Ripley does win the title, you could have Naomi kind of, you know, be one of her challengers, kind of calling her out. You can kind of go that route, you know? And and, and again, like, you know, here's the thing. They, the, the, Naomi is a charismatic person. She's good on the microphone. These never really let her kind of shine on the microphone. If you go back and listen to those 2015 promos before like the whole uh, women's evolution thing like really t- became official with Becky and Charlotte Charlotte and Sasha coming to the main roster and all that like she got signed like she was doing well with the group with team bad but then like it eventually just she kind of fizzled out it being like the main character kind of in a way right um and, you know what I mean she, and, she, and again they and the people are going to say that they gave her two title runs but it was like they never really did much with her as champion at least you can say they gave her a cool moment of winning it in Orlando her like you know where she's where she's from i guess i think she's from there because it was a big deal when she won it at orlando went at wrestlemania whatever right but they didn't really do much with it you know what i mean but um the thing is like they never give her any micro give her any microphone so now she's just mainly an entrance and i'm not saying the entrance isn't cool but she's way more than just an entrance like you know what i mean like it's, it's cool theatrics and all that but 
Naomi's way, way fucking more, and I think that she should uh, get, get a legit shot. You know what I mean? But I mean, listen, I'm on and off with B- Rhea Ripley because I, you know, m- maybe cause I'm the only one that probably didn't think it was like that much of a mistake that she didn't win the title. I do think that they kind of fast tracked her to the NXT title when there was like other people that you could have pushed that would have gotten that reception like Bianca or Candice LeRae and all that. You know what I mean? They kind of gave her that. So it wasn't like, again, I'm not saying that, you know, Charlotte should have won last year, but I wasn't as upset about it. You know what I mean? Because I felt like it's the, I felt like Rhea Ripley was still interesting when she wasn't chasing the title. Like she had different feuds. Like I liked her feud with Raquel. I kind of liked the potential where it was going with Mercedes Martinez and Ra- and, uh, and Rhea, whatever. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, but I'm sure. I'm sure because Charlotte is like that's what she said. She'll be back in four days. Four days uh, that she will be, uh, you know, uh, kind of allowed to come back, whatever. To, to uh, so I guess she's been having it for the last like two weeks. I guess cause that's why she hasn't been around, whatever. Right? It wouldn't surprise me if like you know it's revealed that. Like, that was, the, the like, it, it's not true. Maybe those issues, like, you know what I mean? It might be one of those things where it's revealed that those actually more issues and they allow, allow to be known and just using that as an excuse, maybe. I don't know. With this day and age, with how things are fucking breaking down and all that, it just doesn't really make sense anyways, right? But I could see her coming back and kind of having a ghost of WrestleMania past facing two women. I'm sure they're going to put, uh, maybe they want to think that, but maybe they're putting Charlotte in a, because you know, she, she didn't say that it's going to be done in four days. When she was talking about COVID, Andrade is the one that tweeted out, four days you'll be ready, four days you'll be ready, right? So, like, is it, like, just a case of more trying to shit on them? Like, again, like, it's just weird how they're naming it. So are we are we assuming that Charlotte will be shoehorned into this or is Charlotte going to end up actually leaving or something like that? I don't know. This day and age with wrestling, you don't know what is what anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know what is what. In, in any any fucking avenue. You know. I don't know, man. It was it was a weird promo. Let me see if I let me see if I missed anything from the promo itself. So yeah, she basically challenges. Yeah, so that that was basically it. Um, yeah, then 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 of course it went to uh, Miz and Morrison, where they basically kind of uh, showed a fucking diss track that they're gonna do, and it it was so corny. It was like one of those corny. It's, it's so corny. It's good kind of deals, whatever. You know what I mean? And then you know, and then uh, I like that. Like you know, he's basically kind of doing it accolades again. Like you know, what I mean, he was kind of mad because they weren't on the they weren't on the WrestleMania fucking poster, and Bad Bunny is, and then they go over their uh, their list of, like the, their list of accomplishments essentially. You know what I mean? And I always I like I like this I like, like this thing where whenever whenever um, uh, Miz is like naming uh, the whenever Miz is like naming the accomplishments of Morrison. He he makes sure to say that he was a former ECW heavyweight champion. I thought that's fucking cool. Like I I because again like it should count as a fucking as as a world title. But WWE kind of at a certain point didn't really count it as like a world a world championship, which I think it should have been. But whatever. 
that would make Mark Henry a two-time world champion. That would make Matt Hardy a world champion in WWE. Just like I think the NXT title should be considered a world title too, since you know you're trying to make it a main brand. And I'm always going to keep reiterating that. I just I just want that to be considered so I can say that Bo Dallas is a former world champion in WWE. You know? You know, I don't know, man. So, yeah, so then, so basically Miz, uh, you know, uh, he, you know, he, you know, he basically says that, like, you know, he's sticking around. He doesn't belong here. He's walking, he's hanging on. He goes over the accolades, obviously. And then uh, he goes, uh, uh, he, he put out a warning to all the actors and musicians that think they can do what they do. So maybe that's setting up for, like, maybe some of these rappers to show up at WrestleMania to kind of have Bad Bunny's back. And then he basically, challenged, after showing the video, which they're going to play in full next week, which sounded like, it sounded like a, a, a Latin hip-hop song, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It's pretty fucking hilarious a little bit. But, uh, um... But yeah, so then, uh, so then, yeah, Miz challenges him to WrestleMania. See, that's where I thought it was going to be Miz and Morrison challenging Priest and uh, challenging Priest and him, whatever, right? But it was whatever, and then uh, I mean, but I guess it's whatever. You know, they 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 kind of misstepped this, even though like they're doing a pretty good job with it. I thought they misstepped it. I thought you should have made it more personal for Edge to, uh, for Miz to feel fucking personally attacked by getting the title cost. To him, by fucking Bad Bunny, putting pushing him back into the ring or something like that, where that would make that would be the 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 reason why Miz snapped, and then Miz hits him in the back with a guitar later on last week, and you could have had him lose to the twenty four title, like there, you know what I mean? It would have been just a quick thing, you know. You, uh, we don't really need to protect Bad Bunny that much, whatever. But then, you know, then Miz and Jeff Hardy fight. I don't know what they're gonna do with Jeff Hardy, but it was like a nothing match, like a two three minute fucking match where Miz just won easily. It's like Jeff Hardy. It's like it's like Jeff Hardy looks like he. Look, I'm not saying he's on this. He's like you know on drugs or anything. But I'm saying that his character hasn't feel less motivated since the 2003 char- like character incarnation of him. Like obviously he's like in, he can still he's he's in better spirits and better shape in 2000 2003. But it just feels like that. It feels like Jeff Hardy is like kind of like just you know doing nothing really. You know what I mean? So. I mean, why, why keep him? Let him go to AEW so they can Matt Hardy and him can do, you know, uh, the Hardy Boys against a lot of these tag teams and all that. You know what I mean? We'll see what happens with that. But um, yeah, so he beats he beats John. He beats Miz. So you know, he Miz beats J- Jeff Hardy, and then Bad Bunny comes from behind and hits him with a guitar. Uh, it's weird because, like, you know, last week the, the reason why Miz had a guitar is because Elias was out there, right? So how what did like did uh he just bring a random guitar or did he steal one of Elias's guitars or something like that? But he hits Miz with a guitar and then he accepts the challenge and of course he does it in the most WWE way that you can do it and that's by calling it by saying it and uh, emphasizing on the word bitch, you know. That's a typical WWE shit. So that there's no other official way to make a match than calling another person a bitch. So, so I guess it's gonna be Miz and Morrison, Miz and uh, Bad Bunny, I guess. You know, which is weird. I thought like this could be. It just seems like I know David Priest is gonna be involved, but it's like it just seems like a way for them to. Uh, it just seems like a way for them to kind of just have. Bad Bunny be the focus. It'd be much better off if they did a tag match. You know what I mean? Where you have, where you basically have the 
you know, the celebrity with uh, with uh, uh, with Bad Bunny, and then you can let Priest fucking shine, from you know, during this whole thing, whatever. But I mean, I guess he'll get a payday. I guess if he's gonna be, if he, if he's gonna be at Mania, he'll be in the corner, obviously. You know what I mean? But I just, you know, I mean, you you might as well fucking push him. I thought I thought you would kind of push for that since you kind of lost out on Andrade. You know what I mean? But you're still kind of making him. Like, he wasn't even around this week yet either, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Maybe they change it in the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, they, like, they were setting up all these matches, basically, for Mania and all that. Like, right away and all that. Um, give me one second. Okay, so let me finish this up. Almost and uh, AJ came out basically overhyping uh, their tag match, saying that he's accomplished everything and he needs to kind of uh, do this. And, you know, he's, like, basically boasting about it. Like, in a, in a, in a, in a, it didn't really last too long, you know what I mean? Just more about, like, you know, him getting giddy around, you know, almost. Kind of like he has, like, you know, he has one black friend, so he's really, really happy about it, you know what I mean? That's when it comes across that. There was one funny uh, meme from the A show, I think it was, uh, where, like, you know, AJ looks giddy, and then uh, basically, you know, basically he puts in quotes, uh, the A show puts in quotes, can I, can I say it? You know what I mean? I thought that was funny. Um... No, but yeah, so then Kofi Kingston then came out and basically were like, you know, uh, Kofi was doing like a, a Game of Thrones, like, you know, like an act, like a King's accent kind of thing, whatever, about like their lack of championships and whatnot. You know what I mean? And like, and he did kind of go pray tell future King to Xavier Woods, which is kind of like you're, you're keeping the subtle thing about cause Xavier Woods is one accomplishment he wants to really do in WWE is win the King of the Ring. And I really hope they do give him that, man. You know what I mean? I, I, I always, again, like maybe it's like a little campaign to kind of get it started. But I really do. Like it's one of those things where WWE will probably have in the King of the Ring tournament, but then they will let like Xavier Woods lose. But I do think they should just give it, man. You know, you just give New Day more accolades. And basically they're just kind of, you know, doing like their jokey thing. But it actually came across a little bit better. Like, the norm, the, the, like, because sometimes New Day's comedy can kind of be stagnant kind of a little bit, right? It kind of seems like it just, it's kind of running the mill. Like, they're like, and then every, every few, every few weeks or months, they'll have something really kind of funny or whatever. So, like, they're kind of mocking AJ Styles about not really knowing his tag partner. And then they asked him, what what's his favorite color? And AJ is like, oh, it's, uh... It's, I think he said red, and he goes, and then uh, Omos is like, no, it's mauve. I didn't even know that's the color. He should have just said magenta, just to make it kind of easier, but I guess mauve is like the next, uh, I don't even know what color is mauve. What color is mauve, exactly? Hold on a second, let me see, hold on a second, let me see. I'm, I'm curious, because again, you know, everyone, is it one of those intentions to kind of drop it, so now everybody's going to be using it? Let me see, mauve color. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like a pink. It's it's kind of like a pinkish a little bit, you know. It's kind of like a a purple purplish, you know, light light purple kind of uh, like a, like a little bit of darker pink kind of like not quite magenta level pink, but you know, um, not quite the magenta. And then he asks him, uh, "What's your favorite ice cream?" And then they go, "Okay, it's uh, vanilla bean." I think he said vanilla. I think he said vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, or did, was he just saying vanilla, but he just added something to it? It was peanut butter caramel is his favorite. Then he goes, okay, now who is your favorite uh, wrestler? And then uh, AJ goes, that's easy. It's probably AJ Styles. And he goes, no, it's Andre the Giant. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, like, this is the most ideal situation for AJ 
for like you know like someone of his caliber to kind of like the thing is like it shouldn't like 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 when Jericho goes for the tag belt in AEW right it doesn't seem like a demotion in a way because they don't have uh, hold on one second let me see what Kenny Omega saying on Impact hold on. <laughs> okay, uh, as a as a, as a, as a I have eight. I have ten TNA in the background. Every time on Tuesdays, man, when I'm doing my podcast, always when TNA is there, and I'm not really super paying attention to it. All I know is they because like Twitch Twitch doesn't have commercials. They always play the same shit. They play Scott Steiner's promo of Steiner math. They play Bully Ray turning heel, and then sometimes they'll show us Samoa Joe match against somebody. You know what I mean? I guess like Amazing Red, like they're doing right now. Um, anyways, um, let me see how long I, uh, yeah, so, um, let me finish this off quickly. So then Kofi and, and AJ have a good match. Like, it was, it was a pretty, it was a pretty lengthy match. I think it was like 13 minutes or so, but it was a pretty lengthy match. It was pretty fucking good. You'd assume AJ would win because that's the fucking way they go with these title matches. Like, you pin the champion in a singles match or a tag match. But then Kofi's the one who ended up winning it with an SOS after AJ kind of messed up a phenomenal forearm. So he kind of caught him in, the, in, in, in like, you know, like, like AJ kind of went on the ground, kind of, and then Kofi got him with an SOS. But what I liked about this was prior when he started to do it, the for, the phenomenal forearm... Um, Xavier Woods played the trombone right in AJ's ear, and I, I do, I, I, I know that might just seem like you know, okay, that's okay, that's just a typical comedy spot, but to me, like that was so fucking amazing to me that it's, it, I'm surprised he hasn't fucking used that, uh, in when there were heels, they could have used that and made a routine of that, like he, they could have had uh, a playlist of different times Xavier Woods did that. That's kind of like, it's kind of a really creative spot that I, I, I kind of wish that they implemented more. Maybe uh, they'll implement it more again. Like, you know, maybe they'll over... Last time I said they should implement something more into someone's character to do something, they went overboard. Like, when Cesaro started doing the yodeling, like, I remember when he first did it, he did it during a rest spot on main event. And because he, because for for general wrestling fans who don't pay attention to the rest spots, it kind of gets part of the boring part of the match for some people. Even if you under, like, even though if you're like if you really understand the psychology behind it, you know what I mean. It's you know like you're not really that boring, but most people do get kind of bored with the rest spots, right? And I thought Cesaro had something interesting there going to like kind of get their attention while he's has them in a rest hold doing the yodeling, right? I'm like, yeah, this is great. They should impl- implement this. The next fucking week, he's basically making it part of his fucking entire character. And I'm like, what are they fucking doing? So, you know, sometimes, you know, I ask for these things and, you know, sometimes I kind of regret fucking asking for these things because then they end up fucking it over more. You know what I mean? But yeah, so no, uh, so I'm guessing on on the on the build to WrestleMania at some point, AJ Styles and Omos will AJ Styles will have a victory over Kofi. So then you know you, you instead of just facing new people to like, build both of them up, you're gonna do back and forth fucking losses until Mania to kind of do that build. But I mean, this is this isn't the most ideal fucking feud for him. But uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Uh, give me one second. Alright, sorry about that. I had to watch the Kenny Omega promos coming on, plus I was eating dinner also. It's, it's all this is to get through a fucking stupid Raw review, you know what I mean? 
You know, it, it wasn't even that great of a fucking show, but whatever. Then we had uh, Naya and Shayna versus Dana and Mandy, which I guess, like, you know, I guess they're trying to keep the tag team strong. They won easily, obviously. I think the, mo- the biggest highlight of this match was Reginald doing backflips uh, to the entrance. <laughs> it, was like, it was like pure Catwoman shit, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, you know, just... It's like how how I fucking how how I acted when I got laid for the first time. But no, yeah. So the match was fun. Naomi and Naomi, like Naomi and Lana weren't really doing much on the fucking microphone. And there's one uh, a funny line that I thought Naomi said was like, "He goes, uh, this this man's always in the women's business, and I don't like that." I, you know, what I mean, like a nice criticism that you know fans have online about that. But I guess they're going to get a fucking shot, at, maybe at Mania. It'll probably be a multi-person match, probably, I guess, between Shayna and Nia, uh, Lana and Naomi, and then, you know, you can throw Natty and Tamina in there as well, I guess. Poor fucking Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. Like, they were actually, like, riding a little bit high for a bit, and then, like, toward the latter of 2020 a little bit, and they kind of got sidelined again as, like, you know, just for fodder for... This Billy Kay angle. Like, as good as Billy, Billy Kay is, like, this this angle kind of destroyed their kind of focus a little bit, but I don't know. But, um, yeah, so I guess... She, she, and Shayna and Naya were teasing Descent because Reginald is, like... You know what I mean? And, and she was even dancing. Like, you know how you kind of, like, spin the person around doing the dance moves and all that kind of stuff? It looked like Naya was... It, couldn't even fucking refrain from botching that too, like even the dance move she's gonna she's like gonna break uh, Reginald's fucking neck, fucking doing it. You know what I mean? That was that, and then like and then oh god, this other segment, fucking Shane and Elias again, and this time like he goes, you didn't have time to prepare last week, last night, so you're gonna have to like now you have time now to do it, and basically they do a song, Shane McMahon actually sings. It's just a stupid fucking segment, man. It's like, why? Dude, I used to, like, love this guy on television. It's like, I want this guy off my fucking television. I never want to see Shane McMahon ever again. You know what I mean? Like, it's so weird that, like, people that used to hate him... Because, again, like... Like, I, I always noticed that, like, post-wrestling, like, the guy, like, John and Wayne, those guys, were the guys that kind of got me to rethink my Shane McMahon thing because they reviewed old shows back when they are doing the live audio wrestling. And it's like, yeah, like, looking back, Shane McMahon have got all that offense on some of these wrestlers that could probably beat the living shit out of him in real life, whatever, right? And I also think Leslie Lee kind of also kind of, uh, kind of had that take as well, like, a little bit of, like, oh, like, he does, he, he's, like, the millionaire, the billionaire son that also does moves, but because he does moves, we, you know, forget that, like, he shouldn't really be on television kind of thing, right? And I was excited when he came back, but, like, holy shit, man, he's just been, uh, I mean, I do like him better as a fucking heel. I'll tell I'll tell you that much. You know what I mean? At least he's more he's more suited to be a heel than be this good guy that throws fucking the worst punches ever. If that makes sense. So basically, Braun Strowman came out and said that like he basically had a song that said fuck. He said that he's gonna when he kicks the shit um uh, when he kicks like you know Shane's ass he's gonna he's gonna have a, he's gonna have a song called the man that got. The man that caught these hands, you know what I mean? It sounds like a, such a rapist so- type of song, by the way, but, you know, it's whatever. But then, so then they had the match, and then basically he was destroyed. He did the, he did the fucking choo-choo train thing across, around the ring, and they actually played fucking train sounds, by the way. 
I mean, listen, I, I mean, you might as well fucking do that, I guess. You know what I mean? Get creative, I guess. It's like, it's, it's, like, it's like they're making it that WrestleMania arcade game shit. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to pull out a fucking mallet. Then he does a running bulldog, the running fucking, um, the running slam on Elias and wins. Shane fucking, then you zoom, you, you zoom out of the shot, Shane hits him with the crutch. It bends because Braun Strowman's made out of fucking, you know, a rock. And then uh, Shane Man then reveals that his leg is not fucking fucked up, and he sprints to the top. And then they basically make the challenge, and it's accepted. So Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman, the match that we're all been waiting for. You know. Um, and then the final fucking segment. Um, Alexa Bliss was in the corner before was in, like, the backstage area saying that Randy wants her to be gone and the Fiend to be gone from his life, but you don't get what you want in her, like, demonic fucking way. Her demonic child bride bride type of way. And then Randy Orton came out and, uh... Hold on a second. Uh, Oh, hold on, He said that, like, uh, he said that the, he thought he burned the fiend alive. He didn't finish the job. He thought he finished the job, but last night he smelt it. It was burnt flesh because he, he goes, it was a, it was, it was an abomination. I don't know if he was talking about the smell of Bray Wyatt, the smell of me, or just like the fucking whole fucking storyline, or maybe my existence. I don't fucking know. And he said he's going to finish the job. He had like a, he had like a gas can with him. You know what I mean? And then Alexa Bliss came out with her toy box. She's playing around with them, told them to be careful. She kind of, like, you know, duh, you know, uh, twirls the handle, so then it's revealed, like, a toy fiend comes out of it. The flames go out, the flames go up, and then Bray is beho- behind him while the music's playing. Randy's, like, fr- he's just standing there, and Randy's, like, just freaked out. And then Randy just starts d- dousing him with fucking gasoline. Just, just a funny, I mean, that's going to be meme quality right there. And then after he does that, then he just kind of gets his maggot the matches out, and then he goes in for an RKO, like, it was a vicious one, too. And then Bliss comes in and kind of distracts him, and he gets into, like, a little competition with her. Uh, Bray Wyatt gets, uh, Bray Wyatt gets up, uh, like, like nothing fucking happened. And then he, uh, he puts a mandible claw on Randy Orton. I, I gotta give Randy Orton credit for, like, selling the hell out of this. And at least, like, he's, like, the one highlight of, like, his promos, you know, even though I'm not really feeling the storyline and all that. And then he does a sister Abigail, and then basically Bray and, uh, and Alexa Bliss are standing there. That's how Raw ends, the burnt fucking, uh, Braun Strowman. And again, like, that's what it is, man, you know. That's what it is. I don't know what they're gonna do with it, you know. I, I, I don't know what, what, what's gonna happen with this fucking match, man. Let's see the WrestleMania card so far. Hold on. Because they did announce a lot of fucking shit for it so far. You know what I mean? They did announce... They did announce, you know... And they even told what... uh, I thought they were going to do it... I guess, like, during the pre-show last year, they decided what was going to be revealed that was going to be on, like, each night. I guess they're doing that, like, right now. Like, they had to clarify which night some of these, uh... Some of these things are going to be in there, right? Yeah, so right now, night one has Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, 
Bad Bunny versus Miz. And then night two has Roman Reigns versus Edge, which I assume is going to be Brian. Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. And The Fiend versus Randy Orton. And uh, and we don't have a confirmation of what nights. New Day and uh, New Day versus Styles and Omos and Strowman and Shane McMahon. I don't know. Just, just, just get the Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman one out of the way fucking quick. You know what I mean? Don't make us anticipate. Don't make... Don't, you know what I mean? So at least like by night two, we'll be like, okay, we got rid of that fucking match. You know what I mean? Just, just put on night one. But I, I mean... I don't know what's going to main event fucking night one. Sasha Sasha says that she wants to main event it, right? And and the thing is, yo, man, I'm, root, I'm rooting for both of them to fucking get get that opportunity to main event. They got to really fucking uh, up the ante and and uh, and do something right. They got to get rid of the whole Reginald thing. Just from now on, the next four weeks, just make, you know what I mean? You, you're able to do it, but just don't waste any fucking time. Cause, because the thing is, yo, listen, I, I do want Bianca and Sasha to main event. I, you know, I mean, I know that uh, I go off on the symbol symbolism. We we always go to the symbolism all the time, and we we always rely on that. We make it seem like it's a be all end all, but I really do think that you know, there's something to be said about it. But I mean, at the same time, people are now hyped up for Drew and Lashley because Lashley's been used properly. He looks like a fucking real monster. He looks like somebody that's like a real credible fucking threat and all that type of stuff, right? Like, it's like a far cry from, like, to like 2019 Lashley and 2018 Lashley. You know what I mean? It's a far cry from that. So, you know. We'll see what ends up happening. You know what I mean? We'll see what ends up fucking happening. I don't know what's going to end up happening. It just, I don't know. So far, there's six matches that are, no, sorry. Eight matches that are confirmed for Mania, man. I mean, I, I gotta give them. I'll give them credit. They actually, you know, what I mean, like, even though this should have been like set in stone, I feel it feels like right away they just kind of got things moving. So that's kind of why Raw wasn't as bad, even though some of the stuff wasn't really that great. But you know, what I mean, they at least got shit going, kind of in a way. I still expect Charlotte to be a part of the the match, but maybe that's also kind of throwing us off as well. Maybe I don't know. We'll see what goes on, man. Anyways, uh, take it easy. Thank you for listening. Who's big in size? But his brain is small and he's not too wise. Shane, he struggles with solving two plus two. I don't think he can tie his shoe. He lives in a forest filled with stupid trees. Any smart man can clearly see Braun is stupid. So stupid, his IQ has been diluted. Braun is stupid. So stupid, and in the cell, cell we've concluded because Braun is so Yeah, I just want to close out and say, yeah, that was horrible. I had to fucking redo. I, I, I had to, I had to just do it and make a commentary, that uh, I, I didn't, I didn't make this uh, in the, in the, in the, in the review or the recap, but it's like, 
you know, how do you make a Braun and, uh, how do you make a Braun and, uh, Shane McMahon feud worse? Throw in Elias in there. And then you constantly have Jackson Riker there, so we have to look at him for the foreseeable future, so. Yeah. Th- th- that's what this feud is, man. I, I, I fucking hate it so much. Already, I fucking hate it so much. Anyways, take it easy.